Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Officer Dave, Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brampernard. God, I should have had Martin stick around for this show, too. Martin was a good guy, didn't you think? Oh yeah, it, like you can tell that his style of comedy is just very subtle and, like you say, very dark. Because it feels like without even trying, <laughs> he was making everybody laugh. Yeah, he wasn't even trying. You're absolutely right. Just a really, really good guy. And that whole the last segment we did there, I thought that was terrific. They did a a very nice job. I like having comedians in. No mm. question about it. It's fun to have him in on Fridays. That's for sure. I I know I enjoy it. And especially so, him clamming up when you brought up Fallon, Fallon every time, Tom. And asked <laughs> <if you drank. laughs> he just clammed up. It's yeah, true. It's today, of course, is Groundhog's Day, but it also means that it's my daughter Alex's birthday today. She was born on Groundhog's Day. Aw. Happy birthday, Aww. Alex. Yeah. I know you're not listening, but. What do you mean? She's glued to us. <laughs> not likely. <laughs> what do you mean not likely? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Okay, they're not gonna. You're not coming across. Is that the plan? <laughs> I just saw something here. Ten stats and facts for Groundhog's Day. What oh, facts yeah. do you need to hear about Groundhog's Day? One, it has a groundhog. Uh, actually, number one is don't put too much uh, stock in Punxsutawney Phil's prediction. Uh, he's been making them since night uh, since 1888, and he's only been right. About 39% of the time, so you'd be better off flipping a coin. Actually, yeah, you'd, you'd actually be better off doing the opposite of what he says then. That's one old yeah. groundhog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's 1889, he'd yeah. been around for a while. Same no exact one the whole time. <laughs> um, well, this year, like I, like I said, I was telling Chris Eggert that I watch Channel 5 Eyewitness News every morning when I get up because with the app now, you just pop it up on your TV screen. It's wonderful. I just absolutely love that. And they're, they're talking about temperatures in the mid-40s to the uh, low 50s. Yeah. Uh, so how do, you pre- how do you predict that uh, when there never was a winter, how do you predict the, end, predict the end of winter? Yeah, that was my question. Like, So if he came out and said, hey, it's you know six more weeks of winter, does that mean it's six more weeks of 40 degrees? Or <laughs> yes. are we still in risk of getting some snow? Yeah, I mean, that's I, yeah, there's no way you could predict. There hasn't – what has there been about – a couple of inches of snow. Total. Seven inches, I think, is what Seven, the official. Yeah. Yep. That's, and that's I all drove gone. the Mustang today. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No question about it. God, I was talking to a friend of mine. He drives a car. I think this car is like five, six years old, something like that. It's a nice car. It's a very, it was an expensive car. Don't, so I, I, I should 
you know, come up front with that whole deal. Took it in for service. Uh, got the bill, thirteen thousand dollars for service Ooh. on a vehicle. Yeah. Whoa, that's a lot yeah, of money. It's about half as much as my car was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember when I was a kid, our neighbor bought a brand new car and he paid like five grand for it. Yep. And probably probably had tons of horsepower and all the other stuff to go with it too. But how how are people going to make it in this world where everything? Another guy, when I told him that story, said, "Yeah, not me. It's it's everything." He went to one of the burger joints, got a burger, fries, and a coke, and it was like sixteen dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I would say that's probably about on the low end. Yeah. (laughs) Really? For yeah, like downtown, I would say you're usually pushing twenty, twenty-two bucks after tax and everything. Yep. No fight for burgers, fries, and a and a coke. If I go to Culver's, it's twenty bucks. Yep. At Culver's, it's twenty bucks. Yep. But I get I get two oh. double cheeseburgers, large fry, large drink. Well, well, but still, back in the day, that would have been about six bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And if you actually go to a sit down restaurant, that's like where you're getting, you know, where it's a chef inspired, you know, oh. press hand pressed burger. Yeah. Now, yeah, kiss all. Just hand them your wallet. And yeah. Walk out. <laughs> well, I do. I had the experience a couple of months ago. Uh, from friends of us of ours took Catherine and me to dinner one night at a very nice restaurant. And uh, the bill came, and he said, I, I, you know, I invited you, so I'm picking up the bill and all the rest of it. $1,000 oh, for dinner for four. Now, there were a couple of bottles of wine there, but they weren't like $400 bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like a buck, maybe a buck and a quarter, something like that. Dinner for four with wine was a thousand dollars. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, but think of the ambiance, <laughs> yeah, the overall exactly. dining experience. Oh, it was well worth yeah. it. Yeah. There's no question about it. Uh, so it is Groundhog's Day. It doesn't look like there's gonna. Well, there never was a winter uh, in Minnesota. In any case, it really didn't matter. Uh, you know, it's all funny about that though, because somebody always has to pay the price. Like when you tell me it's going to be really nice in Minnesota. That means the weather's going to be absolutely horrible in, like, Georgia or Alabama or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's always there, – it's never across the board where it's nice everywhere. No. Nope. I suppose in the middle of summer, I guess. That, that's about it. But – so what else is new? Oh, wait a minute. Big Shot's with us. There you go. Big Shot is here. We're sitting right on. by my screen looking at all this. My stock quotes bounce up and down. What is positive going on? Stuff from Amazon, positive stuff from really Facebook, Apple. Not as positive, but returning to to where it started yesterday or where it finished yesterday. I um, got a request from a listener. Said when Josh comes on, I want him to, and he sent me this stuff. Uh, I want I want him to give me the give me some advice. Are you ready to give somebody some advice? I'm ready to give somebody advice. I'm, not I'm writing this down. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but uh, it's a traditional IRA plan at a big okay. bank that everybody knows. Uh, contributions, blah, blah, blah. It goes down the list. There's no, the interest on it has been $17,324 is the amount. $13 in interest paid. There, you get no interest at all on this traditional IRA. Why do people do that if they, they don't gain anything? Why would they do that? No or very low risk putting the money in, in a bank account. 
can't lose the money, not going to gain any money. Right. Going to get a little bit of interest. That's it. And yeah. sometimes it's a matter of inertia, lack of inertia, uh, and fear of loss more than anything else. That's so what I'm it gonna is. I'm going to put the money in, in a bank because it's safe. I'm not going to lose any money. I see. Okay. And that's and that's it. Most people are not uh, have have a greater fear of losing money than of seeing any return on the money, and 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 most people when they invest think it's just like earning interest. Well, things are going to go up X amount of percent every year. So on a long-term basis, and we can even go back very long-term, uh, the S&P indexes averaged 10% a year, very, very long-term, dating back to the late 1920s. Now, of course, you're going to have periods of time when market is up, periods mm -hmm. of time when mm -hmm. the S&P is down. As an example, last year, 2023, the S&P was up 24%. Man, that is a lot better than the bank. But over the course of the year, there were at least four pullbacks between 5 and 10% last year from where from where you started. So yeah. over the course of the year, somebody's looking and saying, oh, if I put my money in the bank, never lose. I got my... $13 of interest on my $17,000 that's in that bank IRA. But if Wait the a guy, second. but if this particular individual would have put the money in the in the S&P index. So that's 500 stocks and they're weighted differently. Um, at the end of the year, that value would have been up 24% from his 17,000. But over the course of the year, that seventeen thousand could have been down, uh, could have been down seventeen hundred. Then it could have been up. Then it could have been down. Then it could have been up. And a lot of people, Tom, can't deal with that fluctuation sure, okay. throughout a year or even even day to day. You know what's so great about this, honest to God, and I am not making this up. I can't show you because it would show the person's name. But uh, you just said, gave a couple of numbers. <clears throat> $17,324. The interest paid $13, just what you said it was going to be. Right. How the hell did you know that? <laughs> you I think you told me earlier, but... What can I, I tell you? Um, I could do it. Well, yeah, did, uh, you, I you don't did. Know. You'd mentioned oh, it. Oh, did I tell him earlier? Yeah. I, 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 I paid do a few things. But see, that's the whole thing. Uh, it's very impressive that you remember that because I said it and I didn't even remember saying it. So it's still impressive that you remember that. Well, a few things that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers. Very few things. Money. Josh only remembers oh, the that's, money. Oh, that's, that's it, Super Dave. <laughs> money. That's that's what my wife used to say. That's what my significant other says. That's all you think about is money. You think about money and stocks. Okay, I do. There are a few other things I, I think about. Running shoes, food, a few restaurants I like. Grandkids. Okay, 
Yeah, grandkids. grandkids. Well, they're a little lower on the list, but they're there. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Do you? Uh, no, I have to ask you your running shoes. Do you go with the new slip-ons? No, not no, a lot me. of a lot of runners don't. What is there a reason that runners don't? Because you like to, to tie your own. To, well, to... I do like I do like to tie tie my own shoes, and there yep. are some there are some running shoes that um, you don't have have to necessarily tie. But one of the things with the slip-ons, they the um, the heel count. There is no heel counter, so your heel can float around. It's and I need that extra support from oh, the heel okay. counter that's built okay. into to the shoe. That makes sense, no question about it. But yeah, a lot, I would I was out to ask. I also asked some people about that because I was thinking about getting some, and they said the one thing that they didn't like is the soles are a little softer than a regular tennis shoe and they don't like the softness they like to feel that solid feeling when they put their foot down no they're they're different they're different type of shoes and a lot of people do like we'll say walking on on clouds Mm -hmm. uh, or they do like the soft squishy feel of the shoe right now sketchers since you brought up the the slip-on right uh, sketchers is one of the big proponents of that slip-on shoe see you don't have to bend down to put your shoe on you don't have to tie the shoe well a lot of people have the shoes tied and they still slip the shoe on because they've uh they've crushed uh the heel counter in the back of back of the shoe guilty which is like okay how stupid are you spending that kind of money on shoes and then crushing the back of the shoe if you're going to do that go get Go get some clogs or something like that. Now, since we brought up, since Super Dave says and knows that I just think in terms of stocks and money, <laughs> flip-ons, here's, here we go. We're going to throw this Here out. we go. Okay, and we're going to, you know, you got to pay attention to the regular caveat. The, any stock that I talk about may not be uh, for you, uh, may, may be too risky for you. Uh, so before you invest in anything, make sure you sit down with a financial advisor. Past performance, of course, doesn't guarantee a, a future results, et cetera, et cetera. But slip-on shoes, Skechers. Uh, and Skechers has come up with a lot of nice ideas, but primarily they do a lot of what I call knockoff uh, shoe styles. Yeah, yep. Uh, Skechers just reported their earnings numbers and they missed um didn't do so well and they also gave a very light guidance going forward uh into the next quarter their stock fell back from a high uh and it was it was down uh today a little about nine percent uh trading at 58 dollars and change uh on that on the other hand, Deckers, which is a, a shoe brand that I don't understand primarily, uh, that being they manufacture Teva sandals and Uggs, you know, those uh, Australian sheepskin boots mm-hmm. that I'll say uh, surfers wear. A lot of um, women wear around during the winter, although I haven't seen too many of those in the Minnesota winter. And you can slip those things on. 
uh, and they also have a have a brand called Hoka, or as I used to say, Hookah. Yeah, Hookah. Hookah <laughs> shoes. And Hookah shoes are very, very tall, very cushiony, and very lightweight and expensive. Um, but Decker's crush the numbers and their stock continues to go up so their stock was up uh 10% they're trading about $772 a share so there's a difference uh in terms of you want the knockoff or do you want the the real thing and if you want the real thing you're going to have to pay up mm -hmm. for it and you'll get a get a good good shoe yeah well, uh, there's another shoe company that's uh, quite popular now called on uh for on cloud uh, oh yeah yep and that they've got the the real funny funny souls um, there's a, a local runner um who is huge uh with that joey klecker is uh is an on runner on professional runner joey uh is uh the son of barney and Jan janice klecker uh barney just lost his 50 kilometer and 50 mile uh world record uh and janice is a former uh olympian in the in the marathon and their youngest uh joey uh participated in the Olympics and the World Games, and he happens to be an on uh, athlete. Uh, on shoes are not for not for me, but they have made some huge inroads among runners and casual wearers, and people love the uh, love the cushioning in, in those shoes. And quite frankly, the different brands that have come out have really. Um, I'll say put Nike the leader and Adidas back back on their heels. Well, so that's a good thing. Now I got to run something by you, Tevin and I had already talked about this on the morning show, but Andy, Officer Dave, and Josh, I was watching. I got up early this morning, and I watched uh, the local, not the local news news channels, the national news channels. I lasted about one minute on CNN. I lasted about one minute on uh, Fox. And I turn over to OAN, One America News. I, I'm watching that. They put out a story this morning, and I want your opinion on this, because like I said, Tevin and I already talked about it. So the three of you, they put out a story this morning about this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing. And they're saying, they literally said it's a ma major scam. This whole thing is all about money. And the way it worked was that Taylor Swift doesn't have a lot of older listeners to her music, and the NFL doesn't have a lot of younger people, people under the age of about 25, that watch football anymore. The uh, Apparently that group, what is it called again? The Gen Z. Gen Z, that's who they are. Apparently they have no interest in watching football. So OAN News, National News, said that this whole Kelsey Swift thing is all about both of them making more money, one in football and one in concert appearances. And apparently it, it already has brought her a lot of money 
because older people tune in and go, well, what's this all about? I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. And whereas younger people go, well, maybe I should watch football because I'd like to see Taylor Swift in the stands. What do you guys think <laughs> about that story? I wouldn't doubt it at all. That it's a total scam. This whole relationship is a scam. Well, I mean, she's like for the past, what, 15 years, her entire life has been a meme of like she dates guys just so she can write a song about them and then <laughs> move on to the next guy. Whoops. And now all of a sudden, this is the the real one for real. It's the eternal love. It's... No. So what do you think? Andy said, no, it's all fake. What do you guys, what do you two think? I, I guess. Okay, Dave, go, go on. Come on, <laughs> Super Dave. You're the lover. You're a lover. Yeah, I guess I really don't give a crap one way or the other if it is a scam yeah. or not. No, I understand that. I don't listen to Taylor Swift, and I really don't watch a whole lot of football. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really care if the relationship is real because right. it doesn't affect me either way. It just, mm -hmm. you know, it mm -hmm. feels like marketing, and it is marketing, and marketing is made up. And they're talking millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions oh, of dollars. Absolutely, yeah. That's what they're saying. All right, Josh, what's your opinion? <laughs> Come on, Super I'm with Josh. Super, I'm, with, I'm with Super Dave on this. I don't care. It's... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch the the Kansas City Chiefs just because Taylor Swift is in the stands. Right. I don't I don't care one way or the other. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of, of Taylor Swift, but my daughter likes Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. My um, I'll say my Annie, my significant other likes likes Taylor Swift. Her daughter likes Taylor Swift. Um, okay. She's, she's a good, a good singer, a good entertainer. And because I only think of money, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift, uh, concert series, um, her new era concert series every weekend generated Super Bowl type money to the cities mm. where, where they showed up. Isn't that amazing? Now, Tevin, what what was your response to that this morning? I forgot. Uh, I, I don't think that it's a, like a conspiracy where they did it and it's all just for marketing, but it's definitely been marketed because it's very easy to take two mm -hmm. famous people and grow your brand. But I think I like to think that they met organically or not organically even, but just that they are actually into each other. And this potentially could be you know, true love. So you're very optimistic. Yeah, I'll give them the benefit of it. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Now, how about how about this? How come how come this particular news channel didn't uh, report when they're talking conspiracies? Because this is where I thought you were going. That uh, one of the um, uh, presidential uh, candidates mm-hmm. thinks that uh, this is a big big conspiracy and it's going to tip the election. That's exactly. Thinking, what, yeah. Are you serious? You're you're thinking that the Taylor Swift tra- Travis Kelsey relationship is going to tip the relate the uh, the election? If that's what you're standing on, man, you've got you're a very weak candidate. Yeah. Now what what options did they give for how could they tip an election? Well, because they're going to Taylor Swift will come out and endorse Joe Biden. Uh, one of the one of the one of the presidential candidates, as she did in uh, the previous election, and that uh, tipped the uh, that brought out a lot of uh, young people to vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. <clears throat> Man, that that's that's a stretch. Yeah, because especially because for every Swifty that's out there, there's an angry NFL fan that's like, "Why is she always on my TV?" And so <laughs> that's true. And yeah, and Taylor that's Swift true. doesn't need the NFL to be as popular as she is. Like she was Taylor Swift before all of this started. The the Kentucky contingent just sent me a message that it's on. They're only together until she's got enough for the next album. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's yeah, a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it's 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 you know in terms of football, I think it's kind of kind of fun. I you know, think, you know maybe maybe it uh, does does bring in the NFL's got to got to like that. They get a few more viewers. Okay. So, well, let me put it this way. I got several emails after I did that story on the morning show. Got several emails saying, "Okay, next, why don't you take this up?" Why is Catherine still with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom, you and I both Whoa. could be saying 
Like I don't see Catherine in the background there. No, I don't see it. She's nowhere around. I don't know where she is. <laughs> no, it's it's an interesting deal. But it, it, I could see that Taylor Swift would like to expand her upper age audience. And I could see why the NFL does not like the fact that Gen Zers don't like football. So there, there would be reasons on both ends to do this, to pull this off. I don't know if they are or not. But there are reasons why they would be. Wait, doing wait it. a minute. Gen Zers don't like football. No, they have don't. You been, have you been to a Wisconsin football game? No. That's a that's a experience in in of itself. But they're in college. They have a, they have something personal attached. Well, to well, that. right now, yeah. right now, that's Gen Zers. They love they love football. Yeah, I would be curious to see where they pull these numbers from because all you hear from you know, and I guess maybe it's just the NFL trying to say, hey, we're still popular. But is, you know, especially with fantasy football and now sports betting being legalized everywhere, it feels like more and more people are paying attention to, you know, whether it's the NFL or just obscure sports in general. Right. Well, do you think they're watching football rather than watching the fact that it's just spent $35 at the burger joint? Is it just distracting them from real life? <laughs> what it's about? Yeah, that could be. Well, it might be. I don't, I don't know. know. There's, well, I have to think of... Um, the wing place, I don't. I don't think they get the crowds anymore. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, oh, don't they really? No. Well, that kind of it was just a you know like an Applebee's, if you will, kind of chain wing place where they're not. It's not necessarily quality. You're just going there because you can get you know Tyson chicken nuggets dipped in every other <laughs> every sauce imaginable. Right. Well, well, I thought was you a... were going. You, I thought you were going there not just for the wings, but for all the entertainment. That they had all the TVs and to watch uh, watch sports. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of I would say small town bars that now have adopted that model where we're going to put TVs oh, sure. everywhere and then but sure. we're also going to have more high quality food, so you're going to want to stay rather than go to kind of a McDonald's version of a sports bar. No, it was a Minnesota woman that started Buffalo Wild Wings, wasn't it? I think. Yes, it was. <clears throat> Made I a thought. lot of money and sold it. I do remember hearing about that. I met her one time, just very briefly. Seemed like a pleasant person. I'd be pleasant, too, if I sold Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, might have a few bucks more in my pocket, so you know what the hell. I don't know. It's an interesting I don't, I don't, thing. I don't think having more money changes who the, who the person is. Doesn't make them worse or better? No, it just makes no. them more of that person, probably. Yeah, maybe. You might be right. So what else is going on in the world, fellas? Well, the Federal, the Federal Reserve did not move on interest rates Why? this year. They continue to say higher for longer, higher for longer. We are not cutting interest rates in March. Uh, we're still on track, watching inflation. You know, we want to see many more months to, you know, to see that inflation is right around our 2% target. Inflation mm-hmm. numbers keep coming, coming down. They are concerned about the employment picture. They are concerned about rising wages. Um, And they said it's going to be some time until rates come down. And at the conclusion of their meeting on Wednesday, now the stock market didn't like the fact that the Fed said, oh, we're higher for longer, higher for longer. Don't count on on rates coming down. And if you recall, 
Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, that's me, said don't count on the Fed cutting interest rates in in March. Uh, they'll probably cut maybe maybe in May. And then if they do cut again, it's going to be after the election. Do bear in mind that uh, a week ago, the GDP number came out and inflation number came out. He's perfect. Perfect. GDP was up 3.3%. Inflation was at 2%. Boy, you can't can't beat that. Um, today, we had a, uh, uh, a jobs number came out. Monthly jobs number came out. And initially, market players were very upset. Oh, my goodness. 353,000 jobs were created in January. And it uh, wasn't just government jobs. It was a lot of business services jobs. So more people were working and they were getting uh, paid a little little more. And the unemployment rate remained at 3.7%. Man, that's an awful lot of Goldilocks. Yet, uh, I'll say following the, the Fed meeting, there were a bunch of uh, market strategists came out and said, if the Fed keeps things, interest rates high, if they maintain their quantitative tightening uh, policy, it's it's the end. We're going to have a recession. Recession is coming. Uh, buy, buy, uh, keep your money in cash or short-term treasuries because... There's going to be a better time later this year to buy bonds. And I said, uh, to get a recession, you need a recession is defined as two straight quarters of negative GDP growth. Well, the last time we had that was uh, the first six months of 2022. So the economy has been growing slowly but steadily since, and inflation has been coming down since. So I'm not foreseeing, you know, a recession uh, this year unless things really change. Now, having said that, uh, Europe is not uh, running, running real hot, and China is in a is dealing with deflation. China's got to do something to goose their economy, primarily because real estate prices continue to fall. And if real estate prices are falling, people are starting to feel, we'll say in China, less expansive, which means consumers may not be spending as much money, which has uh, been reflected a little bit in my favorite Apple's numbers uh, that came out last quarter, which showed that China uh, China sales were down 13 uh, percent from the previous quarter, and they're not predicted to grow uh, over the over the next quarter. Now, other sales for Apple are growing at a at a, at a pretty good rate. And Apple beat, we'll say, beat the street top line and bottom line. Uh, their margins were up, uh, phone sales were up, but they issued, as normal, 
very conservative guidance. And um, maybe the positive coming from Apple is they were finally talking about uh, generative artificial intelligence and in a product that could be released later this year. Um, so Nike or Starbucks, Kentucky Fried Chicken, heck, even Tesla, you know, could be tested uh, with uh, a weaker uh, Chinese consumer. On the other hand, you've got India has got a pretty strong economy. So maybe I'm not, I don't think Tesla sells yet in India, but Apple does. Mm-hmm. And oh, another favorite of mine, Amazon does uh, a bit of business in India. And Amazon beat the numbers last night with top line, bottom line. And analysts like what they said about artificial intelligence and uh, Amazon Web Services, including uh, introducing for beta testing uh, a product that called Rufus that uh, will uh, help shoppers with art generative artificial intelligence the big winner with in artificial intelligence and in uh, earnings uh, of the big companies was meta also known as facebook instagram and reels they were big how did his appearance do and before congress how did that work for him <laughs> Well, the stock went down a little bit. Right. Uh, he made it. He did his uh, humble apology, and then then uh, said, "Well, here's what we're going to do, and you know, we're sorry for offending anybody." And then they went back to making money. Oh, it does make sense. I also. I was going to bring this up at the beginning of the show, but I'll bring it up now because we now is a good time to do it anyway. People are saying that they want to do when we do this on Fridays. If you could do kind of like, I suppose it would be a commercial, I guess, but they want to know how to reach out, when to reach out, what's a good, you know, get some advice. Um, what we might do also is invite people to call in that one person per week call in if they have any financial questions if that's okay with you because they've been asking me about always okay with me you know i i always like to meet new people i'd like to continue to expand my business just like you'd like to continue to expand your business yeah yeah that makes total sense yeah. And Super Dave would like, you know, he'd like uh, some more opportunities. Just here well, to pro- I, just here to protect you, Josh. That's what I'm here for, man. Well, I do have yeah, a question at, at from your the audience. Your size versus my size, I need the protection. There you go, Andy. What do you got? Uh, Jeff wants to know your opinion on having a low-priced stock fund as part of a 401k mix. A low-priced stock fund. Well, I guess that that might be the Fidelity low-priced. Uh, stock fund as part part of that. I see no problem no problem with that. You might want to have somewhere between ten to fifteen percent of your money in um, in what Fidelity would consider uh, bargains. Now, low prices is not necessarily buying penny stocks. Uh, you could have 
you could have something's considered low price because it's got a very low uh, uh, price to sales ratio, a low uh, price to earnings ratio, you know, could, could also fit in there. So these, these might be considered more value opportunities or what I would look at as mispriced merchandise. Um, and heck, I like to look for mispriced merchandise, growth companies that uh, are growing but have had some, some issues and investors have said, nah, we don't want to own these right now. So there are a lot of them, and they tend tend for patient investors uh, to do very well. So having some money in the, the low priced fund would be be okay by me, about ten to fifteen percent. There you have it. What uh, is there a phone number for people listening now? Because they've been asking me this too. Anybody that wants to contact me, nine five two nine two five. Five six zero eight. That's nine five two nine two five five six zero eight. As I like to say, you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. I like it. Works for me. What's the top right now? Because there's that, uh, you know, the normal rate is where is it now? Around six percent, something like that. Where is it? Where are the rates now? For I mean, the the very. I mean, rates. if somebody wants somebody wants to go get a mortgage, it's going to be right now. It's uh, it's under seven seven percent for a mortgage. If somebody wants to put money into uh, a CD, depending on the bank, the credit union, it's that could be anywhere from and and the time you're going to put it in, it's going to be somewhere between. We'll say three and a half to about five uh, percent in a CD. You can buy uh, short-term treasuries right now, so that's anything under under one year. We're going to be somewhere four and a half to five percent. If you want a ten-year treasury, that's a that's just under four percent as we speak. Uh, but I tend to, to, to like looking at stocks, uh, which uh, are going to fluctuate more in value. If somebody's looking for just the dividend payout, and bear in mind, the higher the dividend payout, typically the lower the appreciation, uh, I would tend to look at some real estate investment trusts. Um, and that's only, only because they're cheap. Um, they haven't gone any place for a long time. Should the economy even stay where it's at, and we'll say at some point the Fed does cut interest rates a little bit, that would be a, a benefit to a lot of real estate investment trusts. And as long as you're cautious about uh, office REITs, which have some significant problems, uh, yields on the on these REITs, they're going to run anywhere from four to ten percent, um, and I think that's that's good in terms of interest. But I happen to like uh, looking at stocks that have uh, plenty of growth potential, or 
are steady in their their business. I think I've you know companies like Apple or Amazon, uh, Microsoft are are very solid uh, performers. Uh, Meta is not not for me. I think that's a little bit uh, pricey. Mm-hmm. But Meta also uh, uh, said they declared their first dividend. Um, I happen to like some of the the gambling stocks. Uh, and when you talk, you know, here's here's Gen Gen Z or Gen X, or I'll say Gen X Y Z millennials, and even boomers are big into uh, fantasy sports. Right. So that that's that benefits, you know, one of my favorites, DraftKings or FanDuel, which is part of Flutter. And Flutter uh, is an English company just uh, just listed this past week on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, and that that looks uh, kind of kind of interesting. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Bill wants to know about borrowing money. If he needs to borrow money, where's the best place to go? What's the rate? Well, the best the best place to go is probably uh, his bank or credit union. Right. That's the, the easiest easiest place. Um, if I use as a benchmark uh, the thirty year mor- mortgage rate at uh, we'll say just under under seven percent, then you can move rates around uh, around from there. What is the highest rate? Ooh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> that, depend, that depends on the borrower's credit. That's uh, true. Yeah, I didn't even think of okay, that. Okay, but if you really want a high rate, uh, you know, to borrow money, and there are a lot of people that uh, borrow money on a daily basis from using their credit card. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And if you take a look at the uh, annual percentage rate on your on the outstanding balance of your credit card, I think those numbers. Uh, Start with a two, and uh, have a number, another number behind them. Man, that's so a lot of money. That used to be called that used to be called usury. Usury, yep. But because uh, the credit cards uh, are issued primarily by banks and some credit unions, um, I think the banks' lobbies are pretty pretty strong. So usury rules do not apply um, there when the banks are issuing uh, credit cards. But that's, you know, borrowing from your credit card is probably the the most expensive oh, yeah. form of borrowing. 
You could also borrow from your investment account that's not an IRA uh, through a margin loan. Well, that's a good idea. Uh, and mar- margin loans, again, depending on the uh, brokerage firm, are going to run anywhere from uh, 5% up probably to uh, 10%. 10% though. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, the brokerage firms, that's another source of revenue for, for the brokerage firms. And that doesn't matter whether it's uh, the brokerage firm is, um, is money block apex Merrill Lynch, um, Charles Schwab, Robin hood, um, uh, or SoFi. No, see that, see, look at all the stuff I learned today. Not only did I learn about rates, but I learned your phone number. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. 952-925-5608. Yeah, they want you to mention that. Again. They want you to mention that a few times during the show because <laughs> they go, well, I want to call them, but then, you know, you guys never give out the number. We do, actually, there's a, an ad running. But I think it's probably a good idea for it to talk about how to reach out to you during the show because I know a lot of people really love listening to this show uh, because there's it's not hypey at all. That's one thing they, they – God, I hate being nice to you. It makes me really uncomfortable. Oh, gosh, Tom, I'm starting to blush. <laughs> No, but they say oh, that you. Oh my goodness! They would feel comfortable talking to you, is what they tell me. So that's good. Well, I, I appreciate that. Heck, my client, my clients uh, like listening listening to the show. They said it uh, one. They get to see uh, Tevin and Super Dave, but sure. then they get to they get to see and hear you, and um, I'd say most of my clients, you know have been like uh, like me. You've woken them up for decades. Go get them out of bed. Andy's on, so that's only been for what how many years? 10 years now? Since what? You start we started doing the podcast. Uh, it's going to be 12 I think 12 in years. August. Jesus. 12 years that's yes. unbelievable. But see I think having this show is a good idea because most of the financial shows that I tune in they seem way too slick. You get that feeling sometimes, that, uh, Officer Dave, Tevin, and Josh. You get the feeling that the, a lot of these advice shows about how to borrow money, how to spend money, all that. They they seem kind of scammy in a way. Is that do you guys get that feeling? Yeah, it feels like they all think they're the smartest guy in the room, and right. we're going to preach at you about this. And if you're not putting your money here, then what are you even doing? And you have to have a billion dollars before you can even start investing. Whereas with Josh, it feels more like. I can ask, you know, rudimentary entry-level questions, or I can ask more complex questions, and he's going to be able to handle both of those just fine and make me feel like it's something I can do and not be intimidating about it. See? Look yeah. at that. Josh, you're oh, a super geez, Tevin. Big shot. Super that's, Josh. That's what you wanted me to say, though, we right, like Josh? That. That's did what he paid right? you to say, Tevin. Yeah, that's, that's what he wanted me to say. Right? Did, I, did I get it right? He had to shell out. <laughs> we have a question from Jim. He wants to know what you think of giving inheritance while still alive. Oh, that's a good question. Giving that's 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 pretty good. You can, you know, you can gift up. What is it? I th- it's a little more than fifteen thousand dollars to as many people as you want while while you're alive. 
you know, cash money. If you gift stock uh, before before you die, that can be a, a a problem for the for the people you gift it to, because they have they're going to have to know what your cost basis is, because when they go to sell that asset that was gifted, they've got to pay a, a, a capital gains tax on it. Now, if you gift a oh, stock sure. that's in a losing position, uh, they would still have to know the cost basis on that uh, when you gift gift a, uh, we'll say, an asset. If you gift cash, uh, the only thing they're going to have to worry about is um, what they do with it. Um, you know, after, after the fact, I see there's nothing wrong with gifting gifting cash. Uh, if you want to uh, gift assets, to me, it's uh, better to wait until you die uh, because the those assets, those appreciated assets, get a stepped-up basis. So your beneficiaries do not have to pay a tax until the money's appreciated on that. So... If you're going to give your inheritance, give cash. If you're going to give an asset, uh, wait. That does make sense. Also, another another point this person's making. Um, back in the day, like I do remember uh, my father when he was still around. So this is 70 years ago or something, or 65 anyway. He brought home five $100 bills because he had cashed his check, right? So, I mean, that was a very, very big deal. He was laying these $100 bills out, and that was a very big deal. Um, now, from what I've seen, Josh, and you would pay a lot closer attention to this than me, uh, in order to make it, let's say there's mom, dad, and a couple of kids, or let's just say there's four family members, they say now, in order to break even, you're going to have to make about $85,000 a year. Do you find that to be true? That one, I, that one, Tom, I don't know. Yeah, what I would be a good way? I really wig? don't know. Yeah. Um, that, that number sounds high. Mm-hmm. But, again, I don't, I don't know. The reason I ask uh, you that is because they've talked for a long time about the fact that the average family in America now makes about $58,000 a year. So that's quite a bit short, $17,000 short of where the break-even point is. That's not good news if it's true. Well, no, that is, that is not good news. I mean, you could probably figure, figure a few things out. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's, um, you know, what's the cost of renting We'll say a three-bedroom apartment. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Uh, or, you know, it and where and the other the other question is where, where, where do you need at least eighty-five thousand dollars a year to break even? What what city? Is yeah, it, that's a big difference, isn't mm-hmm. it? That depends on if what, you're in a big you know, city or not. If you're living in New York City, I'll say in Manhattan. Uh, yeah, having eighty-five thousand dollars. 
given, given what the rents are. Uh, man, that that is tough. I know, you know, my daughter and son-in-law live in New York City. They have a one-bedroom apart apartment. Um, you know, in an older in an older building. Uh, they're expecting a child, and I think they pay. I think their rent is about twenty-seven hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Well, just right there for rent. Uh, you're about that's thirty-one thousand. God, that's just for rent. Then they've that's got just for rent. Oh, um, now let's see. My son-in-law works for uh, Bloomberg News as a as a writer reporter. Uh, my daughter is uh, self-employed, so they use his health insurance. So that that cuts their health insurance cost. Um, they've got food costs in New York are no no more than they are here. And in actuality, you could go out for, you could probably go out to eat cheaper in New York City than you can here because of so much competition. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, they they don't need a they don't need a car. Uh, so that. That's that's a nice savings. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I probably you know add add in all their you know the normal normal stuff, just because of the of the rent, they're probably gonna gonna need you know close to that seventy well probably closer to seventy five thousand to break even where they live. Now that means they don't necessarily take a vacation. Yeah, that well, that's very, very true. We got about five minutes left to go, and people have been asking me if uh, if it's okay if we do this, and I think it probably is okay to do this. It has nothing to do with money talk or any of the rest of it, but a lot of people want to get Officer Dave's opinion on two New York police officers trying to uh, bring a guy into custody, and several migrants. These are people who snuck across the border attacked the two officers, pummeling them. Oh, they were arrested. Did you see the pictures of that? Yes. Did you see oh it, Officer Dave? Oh, my gosh. I did not see it, no. You don't want to watch it. And I'll tell you why you don't want to watch it, that the five guys who were arrested for attacking police officers trying to do their job were released without bail. Oh. <laughs> I knew you'd love that one. <laughs> you believe this? Without bail. And you know what happened? The five of them apparently hopped on some kind of transit, and they're on their way to California. Doesn't surprise me a bit. How do you let somebody who's attacked a police officer physically out of jail with no bail? Uh, Yeah. What happened? It's our lawmakers, and I'll tell you, every, every cop on the job is one call away from losing his life, his career, yeah. his yep. home, everything. One call. It doesn't matter if it's a little old lady on a medical or 
you know what happened in New York. It's it's a scary scary place, scary thing to be right now. Well, it's amazing because the two cops tackle this guy and they're trying to, and he's fighting back. And while he's fighting back, the, the two cops, they're all, all three are on the ground on the, on the sidewalk. And then all about five, six, seven other guys keep running up, kicking the cops in the head, doing, and they were released uh, no bail. Yeah. What happened to America? Yeah. Oh. It looks like they took, looks like one guy got a, like, kicked in the back and then the back of the head, like, twice. And then, yeah, they all took off and are nowhere to be found now. Oh. No bail. They're that wouldn't that no wouldn't way. surprise me here in Minnesota. It's especially no, Hennepin County that that would happen here. So we'll close with this question to Josh Arnold. If you had an opportunity, if Officer Dave was laying on the ground, would you kick him in the head? <laughs> if if Officer no. Dave not was... only would I not kick him in the head, I would I would use whatever strength I had to try to pick him up yes. and uh, yes. and do some damage to his assailants. I wouldn't be, you know, standing around with my iPhone uh, trying to take pictures of they this. did. Oh, look at this. You're look right. This. Yeah. If if Officer Dave was ever tackled by an assailant, I'm going I'm gonna find like five of my closest friends because the guy that is able to just tackle Officer Dave has <laughs> gotta be about the size of a skyscraper. So <laughs> there's very Probably little that true. I'm gonna be able to do by myself. When, in the true. academy, I had I there was a scenario we we did uh, four guys against two cops, right? Mm -hmm. And they were all wearing the red man suits and whatnot. I ended up with three of them, and the, my partner won. <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah, it was it was a little difficult. Let's put it that way. But you came out the other side. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. You're still here and you're still breathing. There's no question about it. All right. Any final words from everybody? Is everything good? Yeah, everything's good. Um, yeah, don't assault police officers. It's, you're not going to win. Um, yeah, be nice to people. That would be a good thing. Josh, that number one more time, Pally. People want to reach out and get your information. 952-925-5608. All right, gentlemen, have a magnificent weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Adios. Be safe out there. Bye. Do it. Bye.